Next Generation Leadership, Episode 5. Bruce Wirt, Michael Rosales Peterson. And we have uh, just an awesome guest coming up today. Michael, we'll talk about that in just a second. But I do want to remind everybody that we've had four other great episodes. And you can subscribe to this great podcast uh, anywhere you get your favorite anywhere you get your pot your favorite place i don't know what it it's is. okay bruce it's been a long day <laughs> it's been a long day anywhere that you stream your podcast make sure that you check us out we'll appreciate you so much leave a comment like five stars please nothing but five yeah it, it helps when you review us on itunes that's the the best place that you can send your review apple spotify stitcher google play iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at B-Word Leadership. You can find either one of us on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I will be having a Twitter this week. You got to do it. (laughs) I am probably the only person on earth that does not have a Twitter. And that is so sad, but that was Definitely in your your age group. Probably. Yeah. That's so sad. I have a Twitter. Come on. But you're you're not that much older than me. I didn't figure it out. I'm t- 10 years, right? I, I didn't figure it out until uh, a couple years ago, but but I got there. So um, yeah, follow us, like us, uh, whatever, all that good stuff. And, uh, and subscribe to the podcast because that's going to yeah. help us grow. The numbers are phenomenal. So thank you for all of you that are thank listening you. and putting out positive vibes on social media. We really do appreciate it. Ken Love Mercer, it. Nancy Ridge, Tina Gravel, and uh, we started this thing last week, Micah, where we we have uh, every other week, right, on the non-guest weeks. Yep, we we'll talk be talking. About, yeah, some good topical stuff. Just catch up, you know, we, we sync up, have have awesome conversation about leadership or, you know, wherever it goes. So tune into those two. It's been good. Yeah, last week was trusting your gut. So make sure yes. you go back and listen to that. We had a great conversation. What's coming up this week on Next Generation yes. Leadership? Yes, so we have Mr. Reggie Scales, who has, he's an industry legend, 20 years of industry experience, and he's the current EVP and GM of Vonage. So we are excited to have him on and hear his story. Yeah, and he was a Paytech guy for all of you telecom people that love Paytech. That was uh, that was like the brand that everybody um, wanted to work at back in the the nineties and the early two thousands. Nice. So um, really cool. It's gonna. I'm I'm very excited to talk about him and uh, have him share his leadership experience. Yeah, so, I know he's gonna have so much to share. He has. He's such a, a veteran. Like he has so much experience. I feel like he's you know, done everything and everything. So it's yeah. going to be a really good show. These shows are made possible by Telesystem. And uh, make sure that you uh, check out telesystem.us. That's where Mike and I both uh, get a paycheck from. And they sponsor this podcast exclusively so that you don't have to listen to any commercials or many commercials. But right. there's one commercial that you do have to listen to, and it's from Telesystem. And you got to listen to it right now. And then we'll come back with Reggie Skills on the other side of the break. In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. 
Welcome back. Next Generation Leadership, Bruce Wirt, Micah Rosales-Peterson, and Micah, we got an awesome, awesome guest today. Yes, I am so excited about this one. He is one of my favorite people ever, Reggie Scales. How are you? Hey, Micah. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I'm so happy to meet you finally. I've heard so much about you. I've seen your name out there. And, uh, you know, we're in the same world in yes. uh, telecom, which is a small world, but yes, it very is. nice to get together for the very first time. Yes. And I'm honored to be a part of uh, the show today. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank That's you. Awesome. How are you? Because I know that you were having issues at home with your kitchen. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So we moved into a new home a few years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a dishwasher leak over the course of six months, just trickling. Ooh. And uh, over time, you know, it's one of those listen to your wife moments. My, my wife found it early. She was like, I think there's something wrong. There's like one of our cabinets are buckling. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. Um, and then, uh, you know, six months later, I opened up one of the cabinets and I had a safari. It's mold. Everywhere. Oh, oh, my gosh. So, That's making my skin crawl just thinking about it. Oh, it's, it's terrible over the past, what, it's been now two weeks of eating out and, uh, you know, um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're getting a new kitchen. <laughs> Does insurance <laughs> cover something like that or? or you know, Bruce, inter interesting story. I learned a lot through this in, endeavor. Um, first of all, because it wasn't a spontaneous combustion or pipe burst or, you know, a fire, my homeowner said, no way. Oh, We're not covering oh it. my gosh. Um, and uh, so we called Whirlpool. I mean, it's a top end kitchen aid, if you didn't know, is Whirlpool. Sure. Yeah. But it's a high end dishwasher. And um, again, a wife moment again. I was like, oh, whatever. It's our fault. I'll just write the check. And my wife's like, no. So she <laughs> uh, called Kitchen Aid and um, they covered it 100%. They, uh, oh, that's awesome. You know, we had to do a little video of what was happening and when how it affected us. And uh, Lo and behold, uh, we're all set. Now, I'll give you a warning. You may hear a drill or a hammer, you know, literally. <laughs> there's contractors in here, so we may have to edit some of that out. No, it's okay. It's life. Yes. Those are the best shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, people heard my, my kids screaming. They've heard my dog bark, so it's, it's life. It's COVID life, so it's, it's perfectly Absolutely. normal. It's, it's the new normal. Yeah. I don't have an office to go to to avoid my mold repair. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's been I mean, I, I appreciate you so much because you're one of those voices that that we need so much in this space. And um, and you've had such an impressive career, like amazing. Can you like walk us through it? Like, I just want to know, like, how did you get to where you are? EVP and GM of Vonage, like how? How did yeah. you get there? Oh man, I, I tell you. Yeah, I'm I'm very blessed first and first and foremost. Um, you know, I always knew Micah that I wanted to be in sales. I, uh, you know, my parents coming up, my parents got a divorce at an early age, but my mom was a salesperson. She had her own business, and um, and I would help her from time to time. You know, throughout high school, I was selling encyclopedias and. Um, you know, just various little endeavors. I was a telemarketer very early in the day um, for my mom's business. She was actually uh, uh, selling software, believe it or not, to churches for memberships way wow. back in the day. Wow. 
Um, so, you know, I didn't even know they did that. <laughs> I, I, listen, we, we were on the pioneering front, I tell you. But um, when I went to college, I played lacrosse and I was in certain circles there. So I grew up a Maryland boy and I played, uh, you know, lacrosse, went to Salisbury. We were national championships nine out of the last 15 years. So just thought I'd throw a plug into the Seagull Nation. <laughs> um, but, you know, while being there, I, I knew I always wanted to be in sales. I didn't necessarily have my heart set on what my mom was doing. And by chance, I stumbled into the, the, to the quote unquote telecom industry, as it was called at that time. I had one of my roommates graduate a year before me and went to be a telemarketer for MCI. And this was a guy who was more of an introvert. He was somebody who, you know, would be at the party, maybe sitting in the back of the corner, corner with a beer while I'm out there, life at a party, conversating. But long story short, came back from home, homecoming. Um, don't want to sound materialistic, but a guy had a three series BMW living in Washington, D.C. in its own apartment. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, seriously. I want to get into that. You? You know, and um, he was a telemarketer at MCI. He was literally on the phone, you know, calling, taking people off of AT&T was right after the divestiture. I won't age myself. This was the <laughs> late 80s and uh, early 90s. And um, I said, hey, I got to do it. I mean, you know, put me in. So I graduated and I, I was a telemarketer at MCI. And this is how this all began. I was literally, hi, this is Reggie Scales. Uh, I see that you're with AT&T. You're spending 35 cents a minute for your, for your phone calls for long distance. With MCI, we can get you down to 25 cents a minute. We, I see you're dialing uh, the UK and we're gonna get you on an international plan. Thanks for joining MCI. There's no objections. This is all for you. And great, ring the bell. Doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, that was, <laughs> uh, so I did that for a few years and I became a supervisor, then I became a director, then I became a VP. And um, during that transition over the years, uh, the local divestiture would happen. If you guys remember in 96, when we started selling local phone service. I remember, I think Micah might've been. Uh, yeah. What, what yeah. Grade Five years you? old. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't gonna say Micah was just born then, but you know, don't worry. barely I, crawling. Yeah, don't worry, I was born in 99. I tell that all the time. You know, I just, shave a little bit and get some dye out. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking there. But, um, you know, long story short, I, I had an opportunity to join a company called Paytech yeah. as a VPGM for the Eastern region. I was employee number 81. And, wow. um, you know, Paytech grew from ground zero to being $3 billion in revenue before being bought by OneStream. And um, again, by chance, I was somebody who was instrumental in help growing that business. And, um, Paytech became uh, Wilcon, where I sold dark fiber in LA. Um, and I was an SVP for both of those companies. And I just never really looked back. And now here I am at Vonage. I have, um, I, I oversee the applications group for Americas and Asia Pac, have about 250 employees, uh, you know, pretty big PL, um, you know, all things sales, all things customer experience. And I, again, very fortunate. Um, it's, it, it, it I may articulate a very easy story, but it was yeah. a lot of hard work and a lot of challenges along the way to get to where I am. And I'm very blessed to be here. Early really paycheck, uh, Brad Bono and Arunas Chisonas, right? Wow, Brad Bono hired me. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Brad Bono was my boss. Brad Bono hired me in a hotel in Delaware. 
I, <laughs> I drove up from Baltimore. I met with Brad. We fell in love with each other. He gave me an offer on the spot. I met with Arunas. Mario Dirigi is a dear friend of mine. Yeah. I was employee number 81. He was employee number 80. We started the same day and he and I personally built that company. So who, who, who are these? These people, we can. So, oh, Bruce, Chisonis, uh, Bruce, I'll let you talk, man. I'm running my mouth. Too no, 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 no. You're good. My show. Is this my show? This <laughs> is your show. It's all about you right now. No, Paytech was, uh, you know, Paytech was a very respected brand. And there was all these, all these Celex were popping up all over the place. And Paytech was really uh, one of the first national Celex. They had, by acquisition, they were acquiring different companies in different markets, putting them together. And uh, just one of those brands where when, when we're building Telesystem, right, uh, we aspire to have cultures like that where people just wanted to work there. And at Paytech, it wasn't about having the lowest price. Uh, there's a lot of CLEC that drove business that way. Paytech was, you're going to pay a premium, but you're going to get good service. You're going to get people that care and, and the experience. So I think that there's a lot of companies that patterned success after that Paytech model. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I heard that name and, and of course, yeah. Brad Bono, uh, you know, he's a friend and, uh, he's, he's uh, been around, he's, he's done a couple of things since then. Uh, most yeah. Princeton and, and I see you're, you're a Philly guy and yeah. uh, Brad's a legend. He's a legend Yeah. In, in that, in that Delaware Philly corridor. Yeah. He's, he's, and he's one of my mentors to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, and you said something that's very powerful. Um, you know, the foundation of my leadership, the foundation of what I believe in with solution selling and having value and not selling on price and, you know, um, and even in the channel, not having the greatest spiff. We want to make sure we're adding value and, and disrupting the conversation and uh, changing the narrative where it's more about the customer journey and how we're helping them evolve. And that's what I learned early on at Paytech and Arunas and Brad and Mario and I, we were all, um, you know, pioneers of that go-to-market approach, which is now more relevant today. Sure. Um, yeah. Micah, I, and I know you have a whole list. No, no, no. Go ahead. Why we're on it. Let's blow it. Reggie, uh, the industry in telecom and, and, you know, this is this, uh, we try to, we try very hard to keep this podcast from being a uh, telecom centric podcast, but since you're, you're in telecom and, and so are we, I think it's important to ask in the early days of telecom, it was all about spreadsheet selling, you know, here's what you have today. And I'm essentially going to replicate that into these same products for a 10% or a 20% discount. And people did that. Uh, a lot of times over again until we raced all the way to the bottom and then the industry had to reinvent itself. And here we are today where a lot of service providers that kind of grew out of that, that telecom act of 96, um, it's completely different industry than it was when it first started. It's no longer about saving you money on exactly the things that you had today. It's about looking at your business and fitting together multiple products that actually drive your business forward. So talk about what you've seen there and how this industry has evolved. And, and what I most want to talk about is the people challenge, because I see people over and over again who were very successful in those early days of spreadsheet selling that can't latch on and, and replicate success because they're not evolving the way that they do things. 
Bruce, you said it all. I mean, uh, listen, I, I will agree with you. The term digital transformation gets thrown around very loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and truly what you just explained is that. I too was a part of walking into an office and grabbing the Bell Atlantic telephone bill back in the day, right? And saying, right. here's your metered versus measured. And, yeah. you know, I can save you money if you just do this. It was more about what are you doing now? Let me help you do it at a better cost. Right. Now it's evolved to let me help you rethink your entire strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the end game? Are you trying to better communicate with your customers through having, uh, you know, maybe giving them more options to communicate with you through Omni? Like, can you chat to your customers or uh, SMS? Um, are you, do you have bots? Do you have the ability to, you know, uh, take advantage of communicating with all channels? And then also with your employees, do you have collaboration tools that they, where they can work anywhere at any time and have access to data, you know, and that's really what we're doing now. And what I've seen, Bruce, is that people who can't go along that journey no longer add value to the ecosystem that we attack. The addressable market is massive. And those that have invested in themselves and involved and changed the narrative um, they can catch up to where we are today. So I think you've did a very good summation of what's transpired and where we're headed. And that's going to continue to evolve. And that's why I'm so excited about the journey that's ahead of us. This is a gold mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a gold yeah. mine. And that's a lesson for all of you salespeople out there. Some of you have been struggling. Uh, there is uh, there's light at the end of that tunnel. You just have to do the work, educate yourself, and reinvent yourself because the spreadsheet sale is dead. You dead. have to know dead how to dead. sell applications. You have to know how to ask questions, and you have to know how to win over the customer and make them trust you. So take them on a journey. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys staying on this topic a little bit? Do you guys think? that is a generational thing because the future is all, you know, I guess my son, right? My two-year-old, he gets on a tablet and he knows how to use it, right? It's so <laughs> it's so amazing, he's two. <laughs> so I feel like if you if you don't catch up, you're left behind. So it, do you think it's a generational thing or is it more so they just don't wanna catch up? They're stuck in their ways. Bruce, I I think it's generational. I really do. Um, But the legacy people like Bruce and I have had to evolve and catch up. Bruce is not that old. Well, he knows Brad Bono, so, you know, I I had to throw that in there. Um, But, um, no, I think it's a combination of uh, generational simply because communications has evolved. Um, People are no longer looking for an 800 number Right. to call and get a warm body. Right. I mean, you're literally trying trying to, you know, um, have a web chat or, right. you know, you're literally going to do it through social channels, whatever it may be. Um, you know, there's the need for video. There's the need for AI. You know, something that we differentiate here at Vonage with quite often is the ability to do uh, digital first platforms through APIs which gives you an opportunity to have more intelligent conversations and more intelligent protocols within your business. So um, from my perspective, it's 
the game has changed and those yeah. who haven't realized it and can articulate how the game has changed, you're going to get left behind because everybody can right. give you a $5 seat, but really, you know, if you're not changing the business, what is a $5 seat going to do for you? I think all there's, there's salespeople of all ages that, that do get it and do succeed. And so I don't, I'm not so sure it's, it's in terms of being successful, um, generational has something to do with it because um, if you spent the core of your career in in a in an environment where you did things a certain way and you were very successful it is harder to change and it's harder to adopt new habits but I have seen people that are more um, open to changing um, you know people that are older are more open sometimes to changing the way they do things than the youngest people in our workforce. And I think that's the secret. One of the secret secrets to success is pliability, you know, going in and, you know, Reggie, somebody coming in and working for your organization, they might've had great success at Nextivo or eight by eight. And there was a very specific way of doing things and selling. But when they go to Vonage, uh, you have a different way to do things. And if that person's not pliable, they're probably not going to last. So right. pliability is important. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Probably my fifth P, perseverance, passion, positivity. <laughs> oh, I have five P's as well. Oh, do tell. Yeah, we oh, want to hear that. Yeah, we got to go. Wow. I can't believe you went there. Um, you know, listen, for me, leadership and anything we do is about a foundation. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that I have always tried to avoid in my leadership style, and even those leaders that are uh, with me today is those that lead by way of just freestyle. Those that just lead by the moment. Those that just, you know, are, hmm, this is where we're going today. For me, it's about the five Ps. I think the greatest asset in any company is the people, first and foremost. And like you just said, Bruce, you know, those that are able to have disruptive conversations, those that have evolved along the, as, uh, as, as the way technology has evolved. Sure. You got to have people that can embrace that and add value for themselves, for the company and for the customer. And then I also believe in that second P is putting processes together. As a leader, you got to have process that's consistency, consistently evolving your people. Um, taking them to the next level through data, through trends in the industry, through training, through coaching, um, you know, through evolution. And then, you know, when you put that process in place, your people are going to evolve. And then it comes down to product. Like understanding today, it's not about products. It's no longer that, you know, cookie cutter, here's the five offers we have at Vonage and, you know, choose package A through D. Right. That's no longer what we're doing. You know, you got to have product that's evolving, that's solutions oriented, that's, you know, that's disruptive and you have to be innovating. Sure. Um, so that's the third P. And then the fourth P for me is how do you build pipeline at a disproportionate advantage where your sweet spots are based upon that product evolution and innovation? And then the final P is performance. How do you perform and outgrow the business day over day, week over week, month over month, year over year? And as a leader, you got to put data points in place for people to see that, you know, tools like Salesforce are, you know, very much apparent or, or relevant, but there's even next level tools. We have a partnership with a company called ProtoScore. 
and ProtoScore, who if you haven't heard of ProtoScore, you should get them on this show. But they provide tools that show, you know, um, behaviors, uh, analytics. Rating the conversation, right? Uh, excuse me? They rate the conversation, right? Yes, they yeah. rate the conversation. They oh, that's rate super the cool. Yeah. You know, I'm able to go in and see things that show how many touches people are making, you know, how many emails, how many chats, how many deals that are, how deals are converting through the pipeline. Um, and I can score those behaviors. So one of the things that we had happened when we had the pandemic and we went from brick and mortar offices to more virtual, how do I run our virtual sales force? I had to have tools. And those yeah. are the same tools I'm, I'm offering today to my customers, not only through Vonage, but through integrations with um, people like ProtoScore that gives you a scoring tool to see work efficiency, you know, building APIs and so have you. So that's my five P's. You, you, you live by it. You put data in place. You make sure that everybody understands what we're looking at. You be consistent. You hold people accountable to high levels of execution. And then you win at a higher rate. I love it. I, and I think our P's actually fit together. We don't have to battle with our P's because mine are all like <laughs> fundamental career things, purpose, passion, perseverance, positivity, and now pliability. Um, yeah. And I think we put it together and that's a great recipe for success. Awesome. Awesome. That is an amazing Write that recipe. down, Micah. I think we can. I know. <laughs> I'm going to, I have to like, you know, just put that down here and, and, and um, use it. You got it. <laughs> so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So I know that you've had an extensive career from what we've heard. Um, and, you know, talking to you a little bit, you said that the foundations of where you started builds you through the difficult times. Can you talk about what those foundations are and how it's helped you and shaped you into the leader that you are today? Yes, absolutely. You know, foundation is important and people pull from, you know, various, uh, uh, I guess, various sources to create who they are and who they become, whether it be family, whether it be mentors, whether it be, you know, certain books, if you will. Um, I grew up in a very faith-based household. Um, early on, I uh, gravitated to the book of Proverbs, which is written by King Solomon. Yeah. And you'll know King Solomon was one of the wisest kings, or excuse me, the wisest kings in, in yeah. all of the Bible. And there's various principles, you know, um, uh, about staying humble or listening before you speak or how to judge a situation and, and how to make sure you're being consistent and things of that nature. So that's really built the foundation for who I am as a man, as a family, as a father, as a coach, um, as a person. You can always trust and believe that I, you know, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I'm never going to be above the front lines. I'm always going to understand, you know, how we win, why we win, and how I can add value. So that's just yeah. been the foundation for me over my career. And again, the five P's as well. Yeah. Um, and that's something that keeps me grounded. So, um, so it's helped me through difficult times. You know, I, I, there have been times in my career where I have, I have been overlooked for various reasons. You know, I'm, I'm not going to ever be a victim. I'm always going to look at times where I'm overlooked to say, hmm. What could I have done better? You know, how could I have made it where it's a no brainer for me not to be overlooked, no matter what the situation is. Yeah. And that's what I instill in my kids, the people I mentor, the teams that I lead here at Vonage. I always say, let's be a part of the solution. 
And with every loss, there is a win. And that's really stemmed from my foundation of the word, as well as the mentors that have been around me. Awesome. That's awesome. That's so deep. I just yeah. want to grab that and absorb yeah. that. That was so good. I was thinking about this the other day and, uh, and I, I put it on LinkedIn. You can trip and fall and then get up and blame the ground or blame the crack in the ground or the pavement not being right. And, uh, and, and that's the reason that you fell. Or you can understand what were you doing, not paying attention, were you looking at your phone and not make that same mistake again and fall right. in the same spot. And I think right. sometimes uh, people make mistakes and they fall down or they don't get where they want to go. And um, they're not looking uh, inward to see what, yeah. what they can change. And um, I think uh, people just need to understand that uh, growing is all about looking and learning. And I love John Maxwell, who's also very spiritual in his approach, failing forward. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. Absolutely. Sorry, yeah. Mark. I mean, <laughs> oh, that was an awkward pause. You always yeah. talk about the awkward pauses, Bruce, and then you yeah. just left well, me on a cliffhanger there. <laughs> I'm glad there's technology to edit, right? Yeah. Yes. So um, just speaking of the obstacle, right, and just having that, that ground and, um, mentality, what, what obstacles have you faced? Have you faced many as a leader? Yeah, listen, I think, um, you know, early on, even at MCI, I... I I did a very good job of always being on the leaderboard. Um, when I became an individual, left from being an individual contributor to a frontline manager, I was overlooked because I, I didn't do a good job of articulating my passion and how it is I went and why it is I went, articulating that to how that's gonna make me a leader and inspire others. And I was overlooked because I wasn't ready. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't ready. Um, people could say, oh, well, Reggie, you were number one. They, you know, I can't believe they overlooked you. And I could have very easily been a victim and say, yeah, that's crap. I'm going to go to AT&T now. Um, you know, what I did is I looked internally and said, hey, I need to better position myself to take the bottle up the passion with a plan and a process. Yeah. And um, that got me ready for the next time. And when I became that frontline manager, I then became a director level faster than anybody in my, you know, in my, in my peer group at MCI over the time. So that's, that's 25 years ago. I've also had obstacles, um, you know, in regards to being in situations with companies that have been challenged in, in various ways and having to you know, really reset the strategy and make sure that I hold on to the foundation that I have, that I believed in. If I didn't have that, I would not have had something to grasp for mm -hmm. because at times, you know, I want to say this to anybody out there. Sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. You know, like if you are a cancer patient, you know, going through chemo is you're, you're going rock bottom. You know, you're literally dying to live again. And you have to understand that sometimes when you face obstacles, it's never over. You know, if I was a quitter or if I was someone who was going to be a victim during those times of being overlooked or having challenges, you know, if I didn't have something to pull upon, I wouldn't be who I am today. Now, um, you got to also understand too, at times being a person of color, you may have to also be ready to 
you know, position yourself to be at the next level against, you know, if you're apples to apples against someone, how do I be excellent and go to the next level? I'll tell you this, one obstacle I had in sports, being a person of color playing lacrosse, there's, there wasn't many of us out there. And oftentimes we were always put into a defensive position, you know, okay, he's fast, he's athletic, he's going to play D midi. And I didn't want that. I wanted to score goals because I knew that give me the ball, coach. I stopped so, making the decision for me. Yeah. So, so, you know, I was in my dorm room, literally, Bruce, you know, lacrosse, you're a Philly boy. I was literally in my dorm room with a left hand working on my left hand every day, every day, every day. And when, you know, my freshman year was over, my sophomore year, I became, you know, an offensive midi. And, um, you know, and our team was very good over those years and that continued to evolve. So I gave you a few situations uh, to pull from, but, you know, the key is obstacles are only opportunities. Ooh, I love that. Obstacles are always opportunities. And I think in the obstacles, they can show you who you really are. You know, it can grow you and it can show you who you really are. I know for 2020, that was my year of, of awakening. And people always say, oh my God, you had such an amazing 2020. And I think it's leaning into those foundations, like what you were saying, right? And, right. and knowing that, you know, the value add that you can add and, and, um, and growing from that. So yes. that's awesome. Yes. Thank you for, for saying yes. that. Thank you for allowing me to share. I'm very passionate about that. I have young kids, um, you know, that are going through college and, and going through life and um, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be able to, you know, be able to speak to them and give them those examples. And that's why I believe so much in mentorship. Yeah. What can you tell the next generation, somebody who wants to be like you? What, what, what do you tell them? Listen, take advantage of the tools that are available to you today. Um, I often say to my kids, there's no, there's no reason to be ignorant of anything today. You know, with the power of things like Google, with the power of technology, with the influences that are around you, all the examples we have of people doing great things. Our next, you know, our next billionaires, our next leaders are the people that are the millennials that we're talking to right now. Sky's the limit. You know, um, I often also share technology is just something that's, you know, we're so blessed to be a part of it. Who would have yeah. thought for what we saw in 84 and then 96? And then now digital first, and now, you know, people going from legacy telco systems to now the cloud, there's so much opportunity. So I would say sky's the limit. And I don't want to be cliche, but take advantage of your surroundings, take advantage of what's available to you, always invest in yourself. If you see someone that's doing something great, Never be afraid to ask a question. Mm -hmm. Never be afraid to, you know, um, to, to, to ask for mentorship right. or to, um, you know, just really just go to the next level. I can't say enough about it. So no, hopefully I'll answer your question there. No, it's instrumental. I know mentors are the ones that help me get to where I'm at. Bruce is one of my mentors, you know, and he's, he's helped me shaped here, but I have various others like Nancy Ridge, who I respect and love so much. Nancy's brilliant. Um, she is brilliant. And she, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without her. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. I, I think yeah. the great point there is, is not to be afraid to, I mean, that's the power of networking, right? Is when you have a mentor, 
don't be afraid to ask that mentor to introduce you to other people who can also be mentors yep. because there's, there's nobody that is, uh, you know, great at everything and there's different perspectives and, um, there's perspectives that Nancy can give, uh, that I, I can't give cause I haven't right. walked in Nancy's shoes. And, uh, and the same thing with Reggie. And I think that with all of these different perspectives, um, we can, uh, all mentors can really help uh, people that are trying to grow and trying to learn because that's um, when you're, when you're growing in business, it's very important to understand perspectives from all over the place. Yes. And, um, you know, I say this about front office and building teams. Um, our customers look, uh, every, come in every shape and size and, and every variation of, of, type of person. So that's who we want our employees to be. And I think the same goes to mentors. You should have mentors that um, go across the board. Yeah, uh, look, sound, everything different. I couldn't figure out how to say that. I was trying to piece the words together. Hopefully it came out. (laughs) You said something that's very powerful, Um, you know, about networking and uh, putting yourself around, putting yourself in a position to take advantage of your network. I can honestly say in my career, I've never had to really interview for a job. It's always been an introduction or somebody heard about me through something that I may have done. Um, For example, you mentioned Nancy Ridge. You know, Nancy Ridge, there's powerful people in the industry. And when someone's looking for a leader or an opportunity, they're going to go to their, their LinkedIn or their ecosystem and say, Hey, I'm looking for someone to do X. And if your name comes up, it really becomes a natural conversation and not an interview. My first interview with Brad Bono, someone recommended me to Brad. I didn't have to reach out to Brad. I got a phone call from MCI saying Brad Bono is looking for a VP to do X, Y, and Z. You should meet him. I drove up. And it was like I met with an old friend. My interview with Alan Masaryk, the former CEO here at Vonage, was like an instant relationship. You know, we saw eye to eye. We connected on where the industry's going. My new CEO, Rory Reed here, same thing. Just like minds and great people coming together to do great things. That's the beauty of networking and the beauty of mentorship and the beauty of being ready for the opportunity. When you ask me what advice will I give, be ready for the opportunity because greatness comes from you taking advantage of the opportunity that comes your way. Amen. Grab that someone, grab it. (laughs) (laughs) So Reggie, what can people expect from you? What's next? I mean, I feel like you've done everything. Your career is solid. So what do you, I mean. You know, I'm here to help. I'm here to give back. You know, I'm here to give back. I think, you know, I'm I'm coming to the tail end of my career. Um, You know, I see myself working for another 10 years by choice um, because I I love what (laughs) I do. I love what I do. Um, But, you know, I just want to give back. I want to make sure that I'm adding impact to those around me, but I also want to give back to the total addressable market. I want to be the evangelist for the customers. 
I want to make sure that I'm creating change and value for that decision maker, that CEI in a Fortune 100 customer, CEI, excuse me, CIO, that's my age, <laughs> um, at a Fortune 100 co company versus, you know, a mom and pop shop. It's the same journey, you know? Yeah. And I want to let them know that, you know, we're, we're inspiring change. I love seeing the eyes light up when I say, have you ever thought about an API? to develop what it is you're trying to do for your business? Have you ever thought of, instead of, you know, having, you know, three, four disparate systems that are on-prem going to the cloud and then you creating that within your own ecosystem by developer-first platforms through my ecosystem and then bringing great people together and then connecting with the Nancy Ridges of the world and then giving, the, giving Nancy a chance to help evolve that customer's ecosystem? That's the beauty of what we do. That's what's next for me. I get up in bed, get up out of bed every day, ready to do it. Also, the job that I have, um, you know, being on the board of exposure, you yeah. know, we have great people came together under the badge of exposure to give back to the channel, to give back to the technology, to give back to the industry, to give back to the millennials, um, you know, and that's what's, makes me so passionate about what it is we do. I am so excited about what's going to happen with exposure. It's just going to. So am I. Yeah, so am there, I. I good, just, good there's so stay. many good initiatives that, that help, that are helping people overcome obstacles. And I think yes. that's uh, the wonderful thing. And really the pandemic, as much as people, and I've talked about this a lot, the pandemic, there's, it's bad in a lot of ways. But the good thing is, is that because we're all virtual and we're all, talking via video so much more often than we have ever done before. Yeah. We're face-to-face -face and we're solving more problems. And uh, I think that is a blessing that's come out of this curse. And uh, again, that's the positivity in me. You always have to look, you can sit there and feel bad for yourself, or you can look at the positives that come out of every situation. Reggie, I, I don't want to let this go too far. Um, you mentioned working for 10 more years because, because uh, you want to, um, I, uh, I, I just felt like I have to say it. I, I'm uh, in my 40s with two kids under two, so I'll be working until I'm 80 because I have to. Yes, yes. Hey, listen, <laughs> and let me tell you, my youngest is 10. So, um, you know, I want to I wanna work and to, 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 to see him grow up, obviously. But I can't sit home, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't sit home. I love what we do, and this is only the beginning. You know, um, I mentioned my 10 year old because I'm inspiring him to be a little me and I want to and I want to show it? him how to do it. That's what I'm saying. I want to be very specific. My next 10 year journey is with him and my other kids to show them how we evolve and how I do. I mean, they love the fact that I can take the chance to, to do I had little things like be on CNBC one time. They, you know, he loved that or interview Magic Johnson. You know, he loved that. So I just want to be able to, you know, continue doing what I do because I love it. Um, I love inspiring others. And I want to be the example, not only for my fam, my family, but for the circle of people around me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this was, uh, this was just a great, great chat. Uh, yeah. and, and you're such an awesome person, very positive, And I think Passionate. that, yeah, yeah. And, and you, I think you're an inspiration for people that, you know, are facing obstacles and they're looking to grow or they hit a wall in their career 
And the things that you said can really help just just people uh, understand how to plow through things that are in their way. And I, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with yeah, us. Thank and, you so much, Reggie. And uh, I hope say if these things help just one person, then uh, we've really made a difference. And listen, Bruce, thank you for the platform. You know, this is something that's very important for what it is we do. We need more of these. So um, yeah. you're pioneering something great here too. So I wanted to thank you for having me so I can spread my message through your platform. And Micah, you as well. I just greatly appreciate it. If you guys ever need anything from me, please let me know. I'm not shy. Sure sure. <laughs> same, same, same here. Reggie, thank you so much. How do people contact you? Are you on, uh, you're on LinkedIn, I know. How about Twitter yes. or anything else? How do people get a hold of you? Um, 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 you know, Reggie Scales, uh, Google me, put, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Reggie.ScalesAdvantage.com. <laughs> Instagram, I'm ScalesIG. Um, you know, I, I, I work hard, but I play hard. I don't know if you see behind me. I am a, I am a uh, big motocross guy, motorcycle guy. I have a, nice. you know, we, uh, my son and I, we ride Ducatis on the Ortega freeway here safely every week. And, nice. um, but um, yeah, uh, you can find me. Awesome. Well, we're going to take you, a quick Reggie. break and we'll come back and wrap it up. Next Generation Leadership, Mike Rosales Peterson. Bruce Ward, and a very big thank you to Randy Thank you, Reggie. Thank you. In a world where businesses are striving to adapt, connect, and evolve, we're here to bring you more. More freedom to work how and where you want while keeping employees connected, productive, and engaged. More flexibility to customize solutions to tailor a simple, more agile network. And more security for an evolving cyber landscape with around-the-clock access to hands-on technical support. It's time to explore more. All right, welcome back to Next Generation Leadership. Bruce Wirt, Micah Rosales-Peterson. Micah, you got Hello. such a long name. I mean, two very long last names. There's a lot of letters there. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot. Well, my maiden last name is, is Rosales. And yeah. then my husband is Peterson. So I just, you know, girl power, I had my name hyphenated you know? you know my wife did is uh amanda she uh put her her maiden name as her middle name so she changed her middle name to her maiden name so it's the same thing she just doesn't uh hyphenate it but wait you know, my so name is her is middle just, name gone her middle name is gone yeah you yeah, could do vanished that? i you can go out i mean there's a like uh there's a wrestler called the ultimate warrior who uh -huh. uh, he didn't want Vince McMahon to own the trademark to that name, which he used yeah. in his career. So he changed his name legally to Warrior. <laughs> so you can change your name to whatever you want. That is insane. <laughs> and that's a fun fact about your wife. Wow. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Follow her too. Find her on uh, social media. She's an audible narrator. So if you have a yeah. book and you want uh, to get it read by the best, uh, check that out. Uh, geez, she's going to kill me, but I was going to give the name of the book uh, that she did uh, recently, and uh, I can't think of it. Maybe by the end of the, the time we record, I'll, I'll find it. But while, while I'm looking for that, Micah, tell us who yeah. we have on tap here on Next Generation <laughs> Leadership. It's okay, Bruce. So our next guest that we have, we have Janet Shines, who's the president of JS Group. And we have Mike Farrell, who's the VP of Marketing at Capital Records. Now That's going to be fun. That's going to be so fun. Like Katy Perry is there, Jennifer Lopez, Snoop Dogg, and so many other amazing artists. I can't wait to just see behind the curtain of the music industry. Yeah, for a sure. A little bit. 
That's awesome. And that takes us out of telecom because I think we've, uh, you know, that's our comfort zone. We know a lot of people in telecom, but we've always said that we want this podcast to be about leadership and uh, business in general. So, oh yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go through all industries. You know, our baby is telecom, but it will grow. And you got to wait. Are we, are we able to give our Hollywood A-lister that you got confirmed or or do we want to wait on that? Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's, on let's that. confirm it. Confirm it, and then we'll All we'll, right. we'll give the tea. If you wanted to hear a sampling of my my wife's audible work, go to look for Super Gal versus God. Super Gal, not girl. Super Gal versus God, and that's available nice. on Amazon and Audible wherever you get your books. A nice plug for Amanda. There we go. All <laughs> right, great conversation with Reggie Scales. Um, listen, I. I I think um, anybody who listens to this show should just take a couple of notes and there's probably one or two things from uh, our guests on each episode that you can probably take and, uh, and use to grow your career. And Reggie gave uh, quite a few things that can help people out if they really listen. And the headline for me, and this is a very uh, it's deep in my soul having really come up in the beginning of this industry and lived through all of the transformations, uh, spreadsheet selling is dead. And I wrote an article uh, that's up on LinkedIn. I wrote it for Channel Vision a couple of years ago, but the, the spreadsheet sale is dead and you have to transform yourself. So if you're a telecom salesperson, especially, and you haven't had the success that you've wanted in the last few years, and you're still asking for bills and uh, apples to apples comparisons, um, don't don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, look Give at the consumers, but show them and transform their business because there's right. a lot of stuff out there that that can really help um, transform businesses, and it's not just saving a couple bucks on a spreadsheet. So, mm-hmm. um, good. good job, Reggie. All right, Micah, uh, yeah. that's it for this week. That is You're it so for fast. this week. We will see you guys next week. Yeah, next generation leadership for Micah Rosales Peterson. Micah T. Rosales Peterson. Uh, my <laughs> my whole government out there. Okay. <laughs> What's well, on the, the thing? Anybody watching on YouTube can see the Chiron. Come on now. I know. That's right. such a long name. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wirt, and we'll talk to you next time uh, right here on Next Generation Leadership. We drop on Friday, so look out for us. Yeah.